You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm joined in the studio by Jeff and Matt only uh, so far. So how's mm. it going, guys? Oh, we're doing great. It's good. Uh, no Ken here to muck things up. <laughs> yeah, no, Ken, Ken isn't here. Uh, Ken uh, actually took a trip uh, down to Alabama. Uh, he's going to be working at a water reclamation plant, uh, working on, uh, you know, putting uh, some flavored um, sauces in water. Just so if everyone wants lemonade or strawberry... Yeah, his his adventures when he's not here are much better than mine. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, you were working on a flying car, though, for 2019 last yeah. week, so... Failed. Yeah, it, well, it, you tried, though. Yeah, I guess it's important. You have to aim up. Uh, so Ken's not here, but we're joined by a very special guest, our, our friend Angie Keen. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for joining us. And uh, since the listeners don't know anything about you, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Um, I'm a nurse in mm-hmm. a special ed department in a high school. Um, I played trivia actually for a while in a bar, like bar trivia Tuesday nights, uh, with a friend for a while, but she moved away. So uh, I don't go anymore. You're a trivia sad. orphan. How yeah. Sad. Yeah. So yeah, I don't go anymore. And so this is actually awesome. Let's get back into my trivia. There days. you go. Yeah. We're glad to have you. You here. got a new team, the Triviality team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you play sometimes with your brother too, right? Well, because he lives in Atlanta, so okay. we just—I uh, was just there last weekend, and we went. Um, yeah. How did it go? Our team won. Oh, good. We won fifty bucks to the bar we were at, so that was really nice. Oh, that's more than there we were get. only five teams, but you know it's okay. Yeah, the Super no, Bowl it's there okay. is coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, in Atlanta, it yeah. is. Oh, good, yeah. good call. Uh, yeah, Jason uh, Borsman, Liquid Courage Entertainment. How we bump that up to fifty dollars, <laughs> so we can have a nice chance at fifty dollars worth of food and drinks for Matt. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Angie. Thanks for having me. Um, and uh, I'm going to play with Angie today just because she just won. So I'm going to hope that luck <laughs> yeah. comes over to me because I'm not uh, very strong. But joining us as our special guest host today uh, is a returning guest. He's an intercontinental champion uh, and his name is Jeremy Gabbard. How's it going, Jeremy? Hey, good morning now. Uh, so uh, you were here not too long ago. Uh, you, were as a, you were here as a contestant. You said you were going to write a game. So uh, what have you been up to and uh, what do you have in store for us today? Uh, nothing interesting going on in my life. Uh, went to Reno, going to Reno for a, a big bowling tournament, and uh, otherwise just been living my life. Uh, today's game was uh, had a little bit of a grudge match in, in mind uh, for uh, 
pre- the previous contestant. So got a bunch of sports built in just to be cheeky. Ooh, but uh, no. good for me. <laughs> ho- ho- yeah, hopefully everything will go all right. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, your bowling tournament is that with your team that you normally play with? Uh, it's one person I normally play with, and then two other people. Is oh, great. That, is that with bumpers or no bumpers? <laughs> Um, I don't know if they give you the option or not. Uh, I haven't asked. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, before we get started and throw it to Jeremy to kick things off, let's throw it to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Ken, what'd you think of that one? Oh, he's not here. Uh, no comment. <laughs> Just <laughs> drop some crickets in there if you'd like. Yeah, that. drop some crickets. All right, cool. Jeremy, it's uh, it's all yours. All right, y'all. Uh, question one. Which perfume promoted by such celebrities as Marilyn Monroe, Nicole Kidman, and Brad Pitt is distinctive for its octagonal stopper? Um, I think, uh, yeah, let's come up with some team names while we're thinking here. So since it was a Marilyn Monroe question, my mom is, uh, loves Marilyn Monroe. How about we be team, uh, what's your favorite Marilyn Monroe performance? Do you have one? No. Okay. Well, you're on the top of your head. Let's do (laughs) Joe DiMaggio. Some like uh, it not. Some like like it not. (laughs) Oh yeah. All right. You're some like it not. Uh, and we'll be, uh, uh, let's see. My mom's favorite is Niagara, even though it has nothing to do with anything. We'll be team Niagara. That's fine. It's totally fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That Maybe um, that'll boost your performance in the studio. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. All right. We're locked in. Is this um, Chanel? That's one of the famous ones. Okay. I was thinking that what's the, isn't Calvin Klein Essence? Isn't that one? That's that's a famous one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one I originally thought of because I know they had lots of celebrities as their. Not to cut Matt off, but uh, starting in February on Valentine's Day, we're going to have a Triviality uh, perfume and cologne collection called Triviality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did mean to cut me off, and now my train of thought is all over the place. That was the plan. Uh, off the rails. Uh, I usually just uh, go with the twelve-year-old boy spray of Axe. So oh, just Axe me. everywhere. So if it's not Axe body spray, I'm a little lost here. <laughs> uh, not Lizzie Borden's favorite. No, <laughs> Chanel Love Potion Number Nine. Sure. Yes. All right. That's your answer. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't sure how specific he wanted us to be. Um, she famously wore Chanel number no. five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want the specific, it'd be Chanel number no. five. But uh, we just said Chanel. Uh, yes, Chanel number no. five is the answer. Uh, nice. We were off by and, four and had some extra words in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, question two: uh, Which company, sometimes compared to a Chinese Google, provides search and a wide array of other services? You just want to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay, we're locked in. Okay. I can't, I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to get it. Bow something? I'm trying to remember. No, that's because I was listening about dumplings on a recent <laughs> episode. Never mind. <laughs> we're, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. Ah, uh, why can't I remember? Can we, do you want to say we boogle? Sure. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that's fine. Hopefully. Right. So you're in with we boogle. Uh, we just, we, we thought about it and we couldn't think of a, a correct name. So we kind of went, what we knew was the, I think the Chinese Amazon. We just said Ali, Alibaba. Yeah. The uh, answer is Baidu. B-A-I-D-U. Question three. Not including games bundled with the Nintendo Entertainment System slash Famicom. What was the game with highest worldwide sales? If you think that was a bundle... And you want to exclude that? Then I'm I'm okay with that. I'll I'll trust you. Uh, all right. So they're locked in. Um, what are you thinking off the top of your head? Um, you were writing down Zelda, and that's 
Yeah, so I wrote down Duck Hunt. We wrote down Super Mario Brothers, yeah. Legend of Zelda. Yeah. But those. But I, I feel like those would have been. Duck um, Hunt was bundled, right? Yeah. With Super Mario. Yeah. Um, Actually, the the coveted cartridges are the ones that weren't bundled. Speaking of Duck Hunt, I think it was Seth Rogen who found out that you can play as the dog if you're the second player and get the birds. Yeah. In Duck Hunt, which I didn't, I didn't know. Um, yeah. So Legend of Zelda had the gold cartridge, right? Mm-hmm. I remember we had that and it was very coveted because yeah. it was gold. I don't know if it's technically the golden we have to lock in with. We'll just say the Legend of Zelda. Tony Hawk Pro Skater had a blue cartridge. Cool. So. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, so we, and, and as you all heard, we locked in with Tetris. <laughs> okay. Um, Tetris and Legend of Zelda are actually in like the top six or seven. Um, but the the answer to the question is Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 1 and 3 were both uh, bundled with the system oh. at some point. Oh, Interesting. Okay. okay. Never two meaning that. the American two, right? Not Lost Levels. American two. two, but it was re-released in Japan after its success in the United States. Okay. I think they were hoping that uh, number three was going to kick off with the Wizard with Fred Savage, but it just didn't get as high as they wanted it to go. <laughs> well, they—I mean—they promoted that thing. They had—I had all the McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Like that game was like one of the first like huge, like promotional yeah. blitzes. All right. Uh, question four. Owing its name to the British politician who developed it in the 19th century, the Cavendish is the world's most popular variety of which fruit? I've heard of this before. Oh. Have, do you know what a Cavendish is? No. All right, so we know it's a fruit. Um, I don't think I've ever heard okay. that word in my life. We're locked in. Feel locked free in. to chat. Oh, wow. I'm fairly certain about this All one. right, so we're, we're okay, looking for what too. kind of fruit it is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Cavendish. Like a um, mango well, peach. Yeah, I'm what trying to mean? think of like what the Brits. What would they serve? You know, with like, like uh, what the Brits would serve with their tea. What kind of fruit? They'd yeah, serve Bread. with some tea. Yeah. <laughs> or for a dessert, what kind of? Yeah. What's a good dessert fruit that maybe they could have like some sort of uh, flambe or? I was friends with a Brit for a really long time too, and I this never came feel up. Like I sh- no, this That's never so came weird. up in our casual. It should have been the, the first thing you guys I talked know, about. I know. Yeah. Do you Cavendish? <laughs> When do you bring out the good Cavendish? It's when you have guests. Uh, what's a good fruit for like um, dessert that you would have with like tea or um, like uh, cake or something? Like a citrus or something? I don't citrus, know. something citrusy. I How about grapefruit? Keep, I keep going to strawberries. Strawberry? Grapefruit, okay. grapefruit actually is a good one because that's kind of... I don't know. I have no idea. It sounds kind I'm of fun. I'm going to eat it for breakfast, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go grapefruit. That's, that's good. Yeah. Okay, we're in with grapefruit. Um, I believe that this fruit is basically a monoculture. There's not very many varieties. Uh, I believe this is the common banana. Correct. Uh, the answer is banana. Oh, as a species, bananas are really um, subject to disease because they're basically all the same. So, uh, yeah, the ones that are for export are for, yeah. are for sure. Um, the Cavendish is something like 50% of all exported bananas. Uh, in Southeast Asia, there are several other bananas that are grown, uh, but for whatever reason, I don't know if they're not hardy enough. They're just not shipped here. Yeah, yeah. there's a really great today I found out video on YouTube that's uh, like how fruit used to look before we started genetically engineering. Oh, and it's them. like ninety percent seeds. And yeah, zero there was fruit. like no food in any of our fruit. <laughs> the watermelons were really tiny, right? Well, they were all the inside was just rind, and there was like yeah. very little actual edible fruit in them. In mm. fact, uh, you're familiar with pomegranates, right? Mm-hmm. That's what watermelon yep. used to look like. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Basically, well, yeah. Jeff, you told me that I, I don't know if it's P40, but the amount of uh, the type of potassium that makes the bananas the most radioactive fruit. Uh, I'm not sure why, but uh, they, they definitely are. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, question number five. I know you all normally do a uh, listener question here. So I base this one on my roommate who's currently hiking a uh, long trail in Arkansas. Awesome. Anyway, uh, question five. Though not as popular as the well-known coastal trails... Which trail runs from Mexico to Canada, starting at the Mexican border in New Mexico and running to the Canadian border in Montana? 
Oh yeah, that's the that's only, only one I, I think know. It's the only one off the top of my head that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Team Niagara is locked in. Well, that's all I have for you. So, so. I'm, I'm trying to think of like uh, native uh, tribes that were out there, and I, I'm, I'm, nothing's coming to mind. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne is that? Well, that's more Cheyenne is Wyoming. Yeah. yeah, that would sort of be in the middle of there, but yeah. uh, I don't know Navajo Trail. Yeah, Navajo Trail. Okay. Uh, okay, Angie, uh, we, we wrote down some trails. We didn't know many, so I'll let Angie answer. Uh, we did the Appalachian Trail. So that's the only trail mm. we knew. <laughs> yeah, that and the Pacific Crest Trail were the two coastal trails I was referring to in the question. But the uh, the answer is the Continental Divide Trail because oh. it runs up through the mountains there. I've heard of that. Um, so after five questions, uh, looks like teams, some like it, not, uh, what do you guys have? 10. 10. 10. Oh, and uh, well, we're, we're doing okay here over at uh, Team Niagara. We have oh. 10 points. Yeah. So we're tied. Uh, all right question six which 1993 films stars holly hunter and anna paquin both won the academy awards in 1994 for best actress and best supporting actress so the dates are sort of weird the film was released in 1993 the award was in 94 angie locked in right away so we're good is this i kind of remember like an anna paquin movie being on like a bunch of trailers for stuff when i was a kid Mm -hmm. was it like fly away home or something that's the one. She with was in that. She was. She was in that. Okay. was the one with the geese. Yes. That was. And she had and Jeff to... Daniels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Holly Hunter. No. <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> was she one of the geese? You guys are going rogue with your answers here. An Oscar bait movie, right? I would imagine. I don't know. Fly Away Home is at least has an actress, one of those in it. Meets one of the criteria. Yeah. So, so. that's as close as we're going to get. So locked in. Fly Away Home. So uh, I'll let uh, Angie answer this, uh, but I will preface it by saying that... Uh, as a percussionist, that was the one percussive instrument that I was not able to master because it's way too hard for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Angie, what did we say? The piano, right? The piano. Yeah, mm. yeah uh, the correct answer is the piano. And mm. like you, I have also tried and failed twice now to learn the piano as an adult. It is impossible. Uh, yeah, the only song I ever <laughs> learned uh, on the piano was The Scientist by Coldplay cause it's like the same notes oh. over and over yes. again. Yeah, I just watched a video of a chicken playing in some kind of song on the piano because he would hit the, the things that oh, lit up. Oh, it was up. lit up, yeah. yeah. Oh, my It's probably gosh. a Coldplay song because they're all easy. <laughs> <laughs> I like them, early uh, stuff. But it was yellow. You're it's right. still easy. Uh, all right, question seven. Uh, founded in 1864 in Washington, D.C., which university was the first in the world to provide advanced education for deaf students? That's the only, that's the only specific D.C. school I can think of. Okay. Like, do you want to just lock in with it? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we're locked in. Uh, so what are you thinking on these? Do you know any famous schools that um, were like pioneers in? Mm, no, not not off the top of my head, no. I mean, Georgetown's in D.C. I just don't mm-hmm. think. Uh, I don't know if that would have been. I thought um, when they did that version of Spring Awakening on Broadway, I don't know if that came from a specific school or that maybe was, not. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't. I should know which school. I think it, I don't think it was a school. I think that was a um, like, an like a, a company. Oh, a company. Okay. I think that was a theater company for deaf performers. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, okay, we yeah. just want to go with that. That's fine. All right, we're in with Georgetown. Uh, yes. Also, based on being the only school I know that's from D.C., we said Georgetown. All right. The uh, correct answer is Gallaudet. Hmm. Uh, oh, G- I should have known that. Oh no, I'm so mad. 
Oh, I knew that one. You've heard of it before? Yeah. There was a TV show on ABC Family that I used to watch, and it was um, Switched at Birth. And they had, yeah, <laughs> yeah you can make from. fun of me, totally make fun of me for watching the show, but they had a deaf, like, um, one family was like, had like, was very prevalent in the deaf community because one of the girls was deaf in it. And they talked about Gal Udette, and I should have known about that from yeah. that show. Oh, that's okay. I've heard, oh I've heard it two yeah. or three yeah. times, and it's yeah. just, it'll never stick. So feel free to ask it on any show you guys host if you're listening and you get chosen to host. <laughs> I will yeah. get it and they, uh, From what I understand, we're, had a large part in developing American Sign Language as well, mm-hmm. and so they've still the, the name is still relevant today. Starbucks but. just opened their very first uh, sign language store where everybody who works there knows sign language, and they have sign language on their aprons. Where's oh, that at? So cool. so I, be- I believe it's in... Uh, Washington, but I'm not 100 percent sure. That's cool though. I'm I'm glad that they're doing stuff like that. It needs to happen more. Mm-hmm. Question eight: uh, Despite some 2017 controversy, uh, which YouTube channel has the most subscribers? And this is as of November 1st. <laughs> uh, we've got it. Okay, yeah. it is still. Uh huh. Okay. So you wrote down uh, PewDiePie. Yes. And then Logan Paul. Yes. Because he did the uh, that bad that really forest bad video. forest video. Yeah. Yes, that's the only one thing he's ever done wrong. Yeah. Well, he's not yes. a complete well, douchebag. The rest of the time. It's just the only thing that they you yeah. know yeah. found to be um, that bad, which it was. I feel like PewDiePie has more. Um, I just I, I feel like this might be a trick question, and the channel that people subscribe to is the YouTube. There's like a YouTube account, or yeah. there's an account that's a company. But I can't think of it right now. And I, I feel like it's a trick and he's tricking us. But if you want, I think PewDiePie out of those two that you wrote down yeah. has way more subscribers. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, man. I think it's a trick. I think it's YouTube or or um, or Bing. I can't remember. It's something goofy. But let's, we're just going to lock in with PewDiePie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the controversy in question was this YouTube subscriber said once they got to 50 million subscribers, they would delete their channel. And they saw a huge uptick in subscriptions from like 40 to 50 million. They were the first one ever passed that mark. And then they deleted their own personal channel and not the channel PewDiePie. Yep. Uh, there were uh, several controversies in 2017. I, I knew of the racist comments, but I didn't know of that one. Uh, the answer is PewDiePie. Oh, nice. Good job. Um, the second highest is actually an Indian content channel. Uh, and I'm not sure where Logan Paul rates on there. Mm, probably Hopefully very, very, very too low. High. Yeah, because he used to be Way a Viner. He was a Viner and then he went to YouTube. But I, yeah. yeah, I don't think he had quite as many subscribers. Yeah. yeah. People, people so. watch his videos. I don't know if they subscribe to them. All right. Question nine. Recently celebrating its 25th anniversary, which card game is usually considered to be the first entrant in the trading card game genre? I can't think of any other either. The one I that, can't think of any other ones that were... I'll just say Jeff said magic, but I feel like that's been around for a long time. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I. How do you know what I said? I didn't say anything. Uh, you're gonna say it. What? Um, <laughs> one, I know you repeated it, Jeremy, for the listeners, but could you just repeat the first half of that question? Uh, yeah. Recently celebrating its 25th anniversary. Yeah, I don't. You just want to go with that? Yeah, that's fine. All right, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, locked in. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't want to lock in too early to be too excited because Jeff knows that this is 100% magic together. Absolutely. Founded in, uh, I think, technically 1994 by Dr. Richard Garfield as a way to take time from longer games of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> this is definitely Magic the Gathering. And if you pay attention to magic at all, you can't get away from this. They put 25 on everything yeah. they've done this year. It's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. I, don't, I don't play magic. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, we wrote down magic. We wrote down Pokemon and we just went with Pokemon. I even recently mm-hmm. went to my first yeah. GP. So. Yep. Uh, answer is Magic the Gathering. Uh, first couple okay. editions, Alpha and Beta came out in 1993. I think Unlimited was late 93, uh, but 
credited to 94. I'm not sure yeah. about those yeah, dates. Yeah, they're kind of weird with those. And I think Pokemon is like 2000, 2000. No, the card game was later because I remember I was too old to be playing it. So. <laughs> That's why you. Yeah. So you. That's why you're putting your cards away right now in your backpack. <laughs> Matt puts down Pokemon Go right now. Yeah. Yeah. I had to sneak one in there. I got back from. I didn't get home from playing Magic last night until about one. So. Oh wow. Oh. Uh, and uh, final question of round one. Uh, despite the name, Olympic gold medals are made of 92.5 percent of which element? This mm. element is also known for having the highest electrical conductivity. And I'm I am the worst with science, but that's, I think I think I, this is used because uh, it's cheaper. Okay, so we're just lacking with that one. I think so. Yeah, sounds good. So um, we wrote down some names. Uh, when I heard conductivity, and I think I might, may have heard this before, uh, we wrote down copper, but I don't... Isn't copper really electrical? Because I'm thinking of copper wiring. Copper and, wiring, yeah. And the Tesla, the, like copper, to. The, the coils or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's, okay. that's the only thing I can really think of. All right, we're going to uh, lock in with uh, famed character actor Dennis Copper, mm-hmm. but just copper is what we're locking mm-hmm. in with. Uh, yes, uh, we, well, originally I wrote down copper cause I know that they use it as a conduit in a lot of different electrical things. But I think mm-hmm. the reason that they do it so much is because it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah. So and we pretty workable. So. Uh, Jeff then wrote down silver, um, which he thinks has more. So we said silver. All right. And the correct answer is silver. Okay, good. Uh, huh. Never let me second guess myself. Three in a row. <laughs> We're on fire. Yep. So at the end of round one, I have Team Niagara with 30 points and some like it not with 40. Yeah, pretty close game. Not bad. Yeah. It, Silver, uh, it was looking pretty bad up to around question six, six or seven. Yeah, like, uh. <laughs> so, yeah, I was really worried about these questions. Silver Yo, also has uh, antibiotic properties, so they actually put it in like socks and stuff now. Cause it's interesting. All right. Uh, you, for the swing round, uh, sports is famously my worst category, yeah. so I decided to make a sports swing round. Yeah. 10 questions, five points apiece. Okay. Uh, question one. A perfect game in bowling is a score of 300. How many strikes does it take to accomplish this? Question two. Sharing his name with my favorite appliance, which 1985 Chicago Bears player was nicknamed the Fridge? Question three. What is the location of the annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? Question four. What player has won the most World Series of Poker bracelets? Question five, starting in 2017, which brand now sponsors the NASCAR Cup Series, previously sponsored by Sprint? Question six, in the 1994 version of Angels in the Outfield, two actors who portrayed Angels players would later go on to win Academy Awards for Best Actor. Name either one and two bonus points for the other. Question seven, which fictional hockey player has the dubious honor of having most time spent in the penalty box and is the only guy to ever take his skate off and try to stab somebody? Question eight. At 493 kilometers an hour, or over 300 miles an hour, which sports projectile has had the fastest recorded projectile speed? Question nine. This UFC weight division has a cap of 135 pounds and is perhaps the cutest name of all divisions. Question 10. The video game FIFA 19, released in September of this year, features which player on its cover? Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, everyone's locked in. So you're yeller already? Yes. Mm-hmm. Question one, how many strikes for a 300? Uh, okay, we'll start uh, over here. Uh, Angie had a, a pretty good train of thought on this one, and, and we kind of went back and forth, but I'll let her take it. Uh, we got 12. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think there's three in the 10th okay. frame yep. and nine in the regular, so that's 12. Yep. Yep, correct answer is 12, five for both teams. All right. Question two, which football player was nicknamed The Fridge? Uh, this is something that if we didn't get right, we would have to leave town. Uh, we said William the Refrigerator Perry. We also went with Perry. Uh, correct answer is Perry. Question three, where is the hot dog eating contest? So um, this one, um, I know it's in Coney Island. I used to watch it uh, every 4th of July uh, with our family. We have a big 4th of July party. We used to kind of huddle around um, and watch Kobayashi versus Chestnut, uh, the battle for the ages until Chestnut kind of, uh, you know, uh, ended up taking over for the last few years. So we went mm-hmm. Coney Island. And then I want to say um, he was in the 60, early 60s this year, uh, or past year. So we went 61 to give us a, a decent range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kobayashi, I believe, had a dispute with the eating contest people, and that's why he doesn't go to them anymore um, after after Chestnut took um, the record there. But we also said Coney Island, and we went a little higher with the bonus and said 65. Uh, correct answer is Coney Island. Uh, the record he set in the most recent one was actually 74. Oh, wow. wow. That was a lot higher. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up afterwards uh, and I was like, holy cow. Yeah, I, well, I originally said 91. I thought it was like a ton. Like this, this, <laughs> oh my gosh. some sort of eating machine. No. <laughs> and you yep. think 74 hot dogs isn't an eating machine? Well, ni- well 91. <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah, it's only gone up each year, it looks like, yeah. for the last several years. So I feel like all that money he wins all the time when they go to dinner with friends, that it's like, all right, he's going to pick up the check because yeah. he's going to eat so much, so. <laughs> Okay, question four. Uh, which players won the most World Series of Poker bracelets? Uh, yeah, we don't. We were talking about how we don't really watch poker, so we went with Toby Maguire. Oh, <laughs> Classic <laughs> poker player. Um, this one, I was torn between two Phils. Uh, Phil Hellmuth, who's kind of known for World Series of Poker. He had a video game. Um, and then somebody who's won a couple more, more recently, and I know he has a lot of them, Phil Ivey, but I locked in with Phil Hellmuth. Yep, and Phil Hellmuth is correct. He has, I believe, 15, and the next closest person is at 10. Okay. It's, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give hard numbers, but I definitely looked it up when writing it. Sounds good. Uh, which company sponsors the NASCAR Cup Series? Question five. Uh, we did not know. Uh, Jeff, what did we say? We said Miller. Okay, beer, that makes sense. And then Angie and I, uh, Angie had watched a little bit of NASCAR before, but we just couldn't think of what ads they were uh, pumping in front of us. But Angie uh, ultimately had a good, a decent guess, I thought. So. We just said T-Mobile. We had no idea. 
Uh, the uh, correct answer is Monster Energy. Oh, that makes oh, sense. That does make sense. Yeah. I knew it was a drink, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, question six. Which two actors won Best Actor? Uh, okay, so starting over here, I love this movie as a kid. All right, I, I still love it. I, should, I can't lie. So uh, it wasn't uh, Danny Glover or Tony Danza or uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Dermot Mulroney, but it, uh, for The Pianist and Dallas Buyers Club, it was Matthew McConaughey and Adrian Brody. Mm. I forgot McConaughey was in that. Yeah, we just wrote down Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep, and uh, Team Niagara gets both questions there. Is that uh, five points plus two bonus? Yeah. Okay. Uh, question seven, which fictional hockey player uh, tried to stab somebody? Mm. This is why he was uh, kicked out of the league and had to take up uh, a little game called golf. I believe it's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I we, For the longest time, I was like, oh, I just watched a video on this. I don't know if Jeremy heard this, but uh, I accidentally wa- I watched the video where a guy went into the stands from the mm-hmm. Bruins and beat someone with their shoe, yeah, not the skate. That was uh, I did, and I was trying so hard not to say anything. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. Doug, maybe? I don't know. But, um, no, he's, uh, he's the guy on NBC. Oh, that's right. That, that's, why, well, that's why I knew it, because we talked oh, about okay. it. But uh, Angie had a really good uh, person who seems violent enough to beat someone with a, a skate. Ken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, no points for Team Niagara. Yeah. The correct answer is Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, question eight: uh, Which projectile goes over 300 miles an hour? Uh, this is really fun to watch Jeff do math and try to figure out, <laughs> calculating the speed of of his drives. Uh, we went with golf ball. Oh, I didn't even think about golf. Oh, I neither did I. Yeah. So we 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 locked in on the kilometers per hour, and we were trying to think of sports that either. Um, we're similar maybe to baseball because baseball, you know, at least with a role as Chapman can get up to kind of 120 area. So we thought cricket. All right. And uh, no points for other team. The correct answer is badminton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was provided in kilometers an hour because the Guinness Book of World Records has their record in kilometers an hour. Oh, okay. So that, I just copied that. I That's... played badminton, so I should have known that one. Oops. I didn't think it was that fast. Yeah. Seems like it has they, quite can, a drag. They, can get, they can get pretty fast, especially with the feather. Uh, question nine, uh, the USC division, 135 pounds, really cute. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not a huge UFC fan. I, I'm a big wrestling fan, but I, I watched a little bit of UFC and, um, I don't know the order of the belts, but I know the cutest sounding one, uh, was the one that uh, is on a t-shirt that I'm wearing, uh, under this bear shirt, uh, which is, uh, Ronda Rousey's bantam weight. So we mm-hmm. said bantam. Yeah. Um, I know bantam weight is one, but I think there's something smaller and cuter and i can't remember what it is so we said pixie weight no uh team niagara gets it with bantam weight oh, uh man. bantams being cute little chickens and we got eight cute little chickens in the backyard none of them are bantams but oh well let's get in a ring and we'll find out <laughs> yeah you'd probably also lose to eight chickens i probably would <laughs> what about eight chicken size uh, noodles? <laughs> they don't really like people they just run away so uh question 10 uh who was on the cover of fifa 19 uh yeah this one i i originally thought messy but i think that was a previous game and then we went with cristiano ronaldo yeah you can take it we talked about a lot of different yeah people. we discussed because ronaldo and messi we were kind of going back and forth and my brother plays so i've seen a lot of the um covers and stuff but we ended up going with messi at the end all right the correct answer is ronaldo oh, well, we yeah. they had a better so, shot at his face this time yeah <laughs> So I showed that Team Niagara picks up 27 points and some like it not picks up 30. All right. Correct. I'm making final totals 57 for Niagara and 70 for some like it not. There we go. All right. We're still, we're still in the game. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up round two. All right. Question or Round two. Question one. Perhaps appropriately named, which automotive company provided the first purpose-built presidential limo in 1939? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Reluctant. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so appropriately named. So there's a few answers here. Lincoln, maybe, because it's the president. That's what I was going with, too. Um, first one I thought of. I do know what brand the newest one is, but I'm not going to say that because that's for a future game that I will be hosting. Oh. Um, well, I already know it, so. Uh, <laughs> so look it up. What do you think? Uh, you want to go with Lincoln? I went with, yeah, that's my first thought was Lincoln. Lincoln yeah. seems appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to go with Lincoln. Are you uh, talking about the Cadillac as yes. the current one now? Yes. Uh, named for the uh, discoverer of Detroit, Cadillac. Uh, no, we, uh, we said Lincoln. I believe it was a Continental. Yep, the correct answer is Lincoln. Hey, on the board. <laughs> Good start. I heard Lincoln had more fans. Potentially. We, potentially. Don't, know. we I, don't know for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No genetic testing has been done. I um, think it's at the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit. Mm. I've seen mm. I've seen a few of them. I don't know if the original one was there. I think it is. Could have been a fever dream. Uh, well, I was definitely there. I just don't remember if the first, <laughs> <laughs> first uh, uh, model was there or not. Jeff, lean into the jokes. All right. Question two. Yep. Uh, all right. Question two. Having a distinctive red or brown and white striped body and impressive spines, which fish is common in home aquariums but has been deemed an invasive species in the Atlantic? That's, um... You said red and brown with white spines? Uh, yeah, red or brown with white stripes. So I, I can repeat the question. It's uh, considered brown or maroon, Oh, okay. The, co- the base color, and then white stripes on top of that. They are in home aquariums, and uh, but they don't have spines. Oh. I'm pretty right. sure. Unless the one in my house has them and coward. I just can't see them. Oh. <laughs> it's a coward. <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah, the subspecies of fish called cowards. Uh, spineless. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Is that right? I like that one. Um, all right. That's so do you know anything about fish? No. Right. No, my not last very na- nature My last name is Fisher. Oh. I don't know anything about fish. That's unfortunate. Um. So I I don't know anything about fish. Mm-hmm. So how about we say uh, for being very invasive in the box office, we'll go with uh, a clownfish for Nemo. Okay, that works. That's the only thing that I, I thought you were going to make a local reference and say the Asian carp because they're mm. taking over our yeah, waterways. The Chicago River is flooded with them. Uh, yeah. That's why Ken's in Alabama trying to they're work on the water. Very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, they're not good fish. Um, what do we say, Jeff? Lionfish. Mm-hmm. Lionfish. And the uh, correct answer is lionfish. Mm. Jeff again. That is five in a row. <laughs> Good for us. There's apparently a uh, campaign down there to figure out recipes and get people to eat them to reduce the populations. They, but they don't have any natural predators in the Atlantic. Yeah, that's the same problem we're having with the Asian carp. In fact, um, at a Taste of Chicago not too long back, they were having like Asian carp oh. dishes. Mm. I had tried a few. Eh, they just need, if they change the name to something delicious sounding, like the whitefish changed their name from I forget what it is, then... Then be able like to the them. Patagonian toothfish into Chilean sea bass. Yeah, that's the one I'm. There you go. Yeah, there you go. They seem to change. It's all it. about branding, people. <laughs> all right. Uh, question three: Anne Hathaway's character in The Devil Wears Prada is noted by her boss in an iconic scene for wearing a sweater of which color? This color also features in the video games Pokemon Red and Blue, where the gym leader Misty offers the Cascade badge. Yeah, don't mm. my Pokemon knowledge. Yeah. And technically <laughs> yellow. Yeah. 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 Okay, and green. I'm sorry. I didn't name them all. <laughs> yeah. You're locked in? Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, do you agree yeah. with that? I do. Okay. That's, okay. That do you remember the scene? This I remember is... the movie. I remember the scene. You I are not going to like... Paris. <laughs> 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 it was, um, I'm trying to remember. It was like a blue turquoise tealy kind of. That's when she walked into the office. She walked like... in the office and she like, that was when they were, they were dressing one of the models and she like. 
scoffed at something and mm-hmm. she was just like, well, it's just like, I'm pretty sure it was like a teal or a turquoise or like a blue coral or, um, they were talking, yeah, they were talking about, so it was, it was what she was wearing, right? Not what they were. I think it's what Anne Hathaway had on because she she thought she looked nice. And then she's like, I thought it was like a bluish. I keep, I keep going back to turquoise and I don't know why. Okay. I mean, that's fine with me. Okay. I can't. Oh, all right. We're in with turquoise. Okay. Mm, Turquoise is close. Get me on Monty on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're looking for the name of the city that Misty's gym is in, which is Cerulean city. I believe it's Cerulean. Mm -hmm. No. Yep. The sweater and city are both Cerulean. Okay. All right. Question four. Japanese yakitori, Indonesian sate, and French brochettes all share what specific aspect to their cooking method? Oh. Um, and I can be more specific here if you need. No, I think uh, I think I'm good on that. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not coming up with anything different. So, uh, so yakitori is uh, my favorite appetizer at a Japanese restaurant, and uh, they are cooked on sticks on a skewer, like a shish kebab uh, or a kebab. So we went with uh, cooked on a stick. Mm, that sounds see, about right. Yeah. See, I know saute was on a stick, and I didn't. If I had known that yakitori was also on a stick, that would have made things easier. But I said they were cooked in peanut oil. All right, and the correct answer is they're on a stick, mm. skewer, kebab, etc. Dang. <laughs> question five, another listener question, or at least as close as I can come. Uh, my friend Vanessa is a cardiac nurse, and so Angie is a nurse as well, so I don't think you will have any problem with this question. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh no, don't, uh, don't put that but, much uh, pressure on me. <laughs> uh, question five, sharing its name with the Latin for entry hall or central room, what are the chambers of, that form the upper half of the heart called? And I'll accept singular or plural. I just, there's lots of pressure on me for this one. So I just want to make sure I don't, otherwise I'm pretty sure they'll <laughs> yeah. take my license away for this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are locked in. Okay. You okay. guys locked in too? Mm-hmm. All right. You go first. Um, yeah. Cause I am a nurse, you know, we learned all this, the, the atria, atrium of the heart. Uh, we, okay. we wrote down other things first, the aorta, the ventricle, I believe. But Ventricles. Yeah. Uh, what did we settle with, Jeff? Yeah, we settled on atria. Yep, great answer is atria or atrium. Mm. And I'm going to thank nice. my cardiologist for knowing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after five questions uh, in the second round, it looks like Team Niagara is at 87 points, and uh, Team Some Like It not. Mm. We are Team Some Like It second round. We're up to 110. Wow, 110. Okay, well, let's see nice. how this, this handles. All right, question six. Surpassing New York in 1965, which world city has the highest population? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Time frame works out. It depends on how you define the metropolitan borders, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Because I thought it was somewhere in this country. Not even close. No? No. Fair enough. By like a factor of three. Well, okay. You could have just said no. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you guys locked in? Mm-hmm. We are locking in with Tokyo. Ooh, great. Um, yeah, we just kind of initially wrote down New Delhi. We just stuck with it. All right. And the correct answer is Tokyo. Oh, okay. All right. Question seven. Uh, starting in Leadville, Colorado, name the river that drains into the Mississippi River near Memphis. That's I fine. I think it's a river. That's fine. We're locked in. Is there like a... I feel like the Missouri River, I think, meets up with the Mississippi in Missouri. St. Louis, mm-hmm. not Memphis. So I'm trying to remember, and I think the Missouri starts further north than Colorado, but... Mm. 
Uh, I can't remember. Okay, so we gotta lock in with something. What do you oh, want to say? I think Missouri is the closest I'm gonna get. The so. Missouri River. We are locked in. Yeah, Angie and I don't know anything about rivers. Uh, I happen nope. to be thinking of the movie Anaconda, so we said Snake River. Mm. Uh, this actually goes right through my hometown, or not hometown, but where I live. The answer is the Arkansas River. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, it it goes it basically bisects Arkansas north south. Okay. Doesn't it have a cool um, nickname like Snake River. <laughs> uh, I don't think it does. Okay. But I thought we call it around here. You might ask them in Colorado. Another medicine question. Whoops. All right. Should have split them in the rounds. All right. Question eight. First isolated in 1935, this anabolic steroid was originally used in medicine as early as 1786, when doctors and scientists began experiments implanting bull testicles into various animals, later to include humans. You're a fan of professional wrestling. Just think through some anabolic steroids. I, I, I mean, that's that's the one of the big ones, and then you got is it, and you got uh. Oh yes, I misread. <laughs> I misread that. Yes, yeah. I see what you're saying. We can we can lock in. With That's that. interesting. I'm good with that. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- can you think of any? Cause that, yeah, because that word is in the name of it. So. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I was thinking of like HGH, but that's a hormone. That's um, more of a hormone. Than damn it! And the quote legal uh, steroid they can use. Yeah, sometimes it's human growth hormone, so it's not even really a. Do you know any anabolic steroids? I I know human growth hormone is wrong, but just but yeah, you can just put that down. All right, let's go. Just... Let's go with the uh, the movie staff doctor gave uh, Christian Bale to get into shape for Batman, the human growth hormone. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I wrote down creatine at some point. Mm. I, I don't mm. know. I don't know if that's anabolic, and that's where I got confused. Um, I just we just went with HGH. Sorry, Team Niagara. Uh, what was your answer? I'm sorry. Uh, HGH. Yeah, human growth hormone. Okay. Uh, yeah, the answer, it was sort of in the question there. The answer is testosterone. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. We overthought yeah. that yes. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really just wanted an excuse to uh, talk about when they were just sticking sticking testicles from one animal into humans, because oh. uh, that seems fun. Yeah. Uh, didn't do anything, as it turns out, but they did it. All right. Uh, question nine. Uh, raglan shoulder heel turn and cast on are all phrases associated with which hobby i was about to have a heel turn on you hit you over the head with a chair <laughs> you are the heel that makes sense wrestling for you guys we're locked in okay have yeah. you ever heard of these cast on heel turn i mean heel turn to oh. me like a heel turn isn't like a dance that's what i was thinking that's yeah. the only thing i can think of the other ones i have no idea though i've um, never heard of them and then you said it was what activity or what Hobby? Uh, what hobby? Yeah, I just want to say. Um, I can I can so. clarify that if, sure, nope. if that helps. Oh, no, yeah, no, you, don't no. okay. you don't have to. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, the only thing like a heel turn is like a dance, like a maybe turn. cobbling, maybe like uh, shoemaking. I mean, the Braglin shoulder could be like a like some sort of upper body dance mm-hmm. move. I have no idea. Cast on sounds like uh, you're you're putting metal on something. Mm-hmm. So you can do you want to go with that? Well, shoemaking. Yeah. Like cob- would it be cobbling? Cobbling. Cobbler. Yeah, cobblering. We'll, we'll say, cobbler. We'll say shoemaking or I guess cobblering. I don't know if Gen- that's the right general word. General cobblering. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're going with uh, general general cobblery? Yeah. Okay. Apologies to Beth and Peter if I f this up because it's either knitting or crochet and we went crochet. Oh, it's uh Chris answer is actually knitting. Damn it. Yeah. The same thing last yeah. time. Yeah, regular <laughs> shoulder refers to a uh, specific construction of the shoulder in a sweater. So I was hoping mm-hmm. that was you, – you can see that like when you buy clothes sometimes. Uh, heel turn is a technique for getting around the outside of a heel when you're knitting socks. And cast on is how you start. Mm-hmm. So close. I'm going to learn it this time. Yeah. Maybe. You, you've done messed up now. 
Yeah. I think uh, I, I think I guess I, was hoping there was enough information I guess there. knitting last time when it was crochet. So <laughs> I just yeah. So that means a third time we'll get it right. Yeah. Uh, all right, and the final question: uh, Which addictive hybrid fruit does Homer accidentally create after planting two different nightshade plants together? All right, locked I, in. I should reread that with Homer Simpson, but no. I don't. Do you watch The Simpsons? No, that's okay. the one yeah. show, like one of the adult cartoons. I never really. I don't either. I never uh, watched this that. This is where Ken would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of nightshade, like uh, uh, I think to- it's tomato and nightshade, and then um, uh, potato. Um, yeah, I have no idea. So let's uh, we're, we'll say uh, the the tomato potato. Sure, that sounds great. Okay, we're locked in. Okay, uh, so Homer and the Simpsons had to leave the town because um, he had saw a movie where there was dueling, and he slapped a man. Uh, the man he challenged the man to a duel, and the guy said pistols at dawn. So they left town, started a farm. Nothing would grow, so he threw in some tomato seeds, some tobacco seeds, and some uranium, and he made tomato. Yep, the correct answer is Tomeco. Good episode. One of the last good episodes, like season like eleven. I would say season ten, eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was season eleven. I don't remember. It's season eleven, episode four, maybe. It was. It came in the research for it, but I don't remember the episode. All right. um, After the second round, I have Team Niagara with eighty-seven points, and some like it not with one hundred and thirty points. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Should have been one forty, except I didn't learn my knitting and crochet lessons. That's okay. Twice. So yeah, we basically stayed the same after our our round or our question five recap. Yeah. There, that's yeah. okay. Uh, so yeah, what are our categories today, Jeremy? All right, for final round, um, like I said, I'll I'll read these off, and if you want me to redo it with uh, some more information, I will. But I just thought this was really fun and cute. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, final round. Your categories are bark, quack, hiss, hoot, and chirp. <laughs> All right. All right. We are all, locked in. All of our wagers are locked in. Let's all right. Cool. Question one. Bark. This is about trees. The bark of the Kesha tree is often sold as which spice? What What kind of tree? I'm sorry. Kesha. Uh, C-A-S-S-I-A. <laughs> okay. Not Kesha. Gotcha. No. For the dollar sign. Yes, for the dollar sign. <laughs> Question two. Quack about medicine. Linus Pauling, a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry, is widely discredited for his beliefs that which vitamin could cure a wide variety of diseases, including cancer. Question three, hiss. Automotive. Common on automotive tires and some bicycle tires, what is the name of the valve named after its inventor, August? Question four, hoot, from music. What was the name of the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish who went on to a solo country career? And question five, chirp, technology. Which company, later acquired by Sprint, introduced the two-way push-to-talk chirp feature on its cell phones in the late 90s? I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back 
together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All right, all the answers are locked in. All right. Question one was bark. The bark of the cashew tree is often sold as which spice? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, sorry. I guess we'll start. Uh, just for the record, we wagered zero all the way down because we, we were trying to play strategic here because we mm-hmm. didn't uh, think we were going to do too well in this last round. A little bit of strategery. I see a little strategery. Uh, so we thought the spice of the cashew tree was a little bottle of Jack. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> Team like it not. How many did you wager on this one? We wagered fifteen. Feeling like P Diddy. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Jeff uh, said that he believes that this uh, spice comes from bark. Uh, we said cinnamon. And the correct answer is cinnamon. Mm. Hooray! <laughs> Question two: uh, Which vitamin cures cancer, according to Linus Pauling? Uh yeah, we were just going through different vitamins in our heads. We just came up with vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the singer of the graduation song, Vitamin C. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so I'm like, not how many did you wager? Fifteen on that one. All right, and the correct answer is Vitamin C. Oh, kind of right though. That's yeah. Good. yeah, I think we slept yeah. this one. <laughs> we might have. <laughs> uh, question three: uh, Who invented the uh, the valve on automotive tires? Uh, yeah, we we thought it was uh, Freddie Highmore's portrayal of August Rush. <laughs> So and some like it not. Yeah, we wagered fifteen on this one, and uh, I think credit to my father who was a mechanic for twenty five years. I believe those are called Schrader valves. Yep, the correct answer is Schrader. Don't uh, don't ask me why I retained <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, Presta is the valve that's on like road bikes and mm. stuff. That's real yes. goofy. The ones that like uh, unscrew and then they pop out, and then you need like a hose. Yeah, and then you need a, a weird adapter for it or a weird pump for it that you can't use for anything else useful. My recommended yeah. bike has one of those, and it's mm-hmm. a real pain in the ass. <laughs> yep. Um, question four. Uh, who is the lead singer of Hooting the Bluefish? Uh, yeah, that one was really easy. Darius Rucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, also going with Darius Rucker. Don't yeah. call him Hootie. He doesn't like it. <laughs> he, does, he does not. Uh, some like it not. Did you bet 15 all the way down? Yes. We did. Okay. All right, and that's uh, plus 15 points for some like it not. The answer is Darius Rucker. All right. And question five, Chirp. Uh, who introduced the two-way push-to-talk Chirp feature? This one, we didn't hear Jeff and Matt talking about it, but I do recall uh, construction workers uh, always having the Chirp function on their phone, and I believe it's Nextel. Uh, this, I believe, ruined uh, movie-going experiences for a few years in the early 2000s. Uh, with these things constantly going off. I believe it's Boost Mobile. 
No, it's Nextel. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote down Boost Mobile, so oh, we're going to be wrong. There. It's okay. Nextel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah the correct answer for that one is uh, is Nextel Boost, uh, Nextel did the contract phones and Boost Mobile later did it for uh, prepaid phones. Mm. Yeah, but they were acquired by Sprint in two thousand. I don't know what year that was, but I had a Nextel phone, and they. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought you wrote Nextel. I didn't even check the answer. All right. <laughs> well, accidentally wrong. Yeah, y'all you know, said it before. I even read the question, and when you were just talking, I was just like, "No, don't say anything." Yeah, but we don't still say anything. managed to get it wrong. <laughs> so. All right. So at the end of the game, I have Team Niagara with eighty-seven points, and Team Some Like It Not with one hundred seventy-five points, uh, making us today's cream of the crop. I am the cream. Yeah, it was a good good game. Uh, we didn't play as well. We got some ones right that we were proud of. Proud yeah. of. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, and you guys, uh, yeah, did pretty well there on the second round. You were, oh yeah, yeah we got, I feel like, we, we you know, we started that. a little shaky. Uh, we picked and, up some steam. Yeah. Got yeah, those first few questions, I was real worried. I was like, oh God, are they not going to get anything? <laughs> like, I, I feel like these are more in my wheelhouse than are typically on here. But no, I think that's good though. We, we like that variety. And, and, uh, I think what did it for Matt and, uh, Ken was at, uh, the swing round. Do you round. Not know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm in a daze. Uh, so I think for <laughs> for Jeff and Matt, uh, yes. what did it for them was at uh, at the swing round. They decided to dress up and drag, uh, uh-huh. like the movie Some Like It Hot, and apparently it worked. So yeah. we're just more comfortable. Well, they got thirty and you got twenty seven. It wasn't. It was pretty close in the swing bad. round. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, first let's thank uh, Angie for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Uh, would you like to shout yeah. out to your brother if he's going to listen to this? Uh, hey, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the Darius Rucker one because yeah. he that was actually brought up last weekend, which was really funny. But uh, yeah, Tyler, you should listen. So then you'll be smarter at trivia because you really suck at it. Mm, got Ooh, him. Shots fired. Oh, shots yeah. fired. Tell your friends about the show too, Tyler. Yes, okay. please. Sorry we couldn't pull a win today. I hope you That's had fun. okay. I did. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for joining us. Uh, Jeremy, uh, any uh, final words here before you go off and win uh, all the bowling tournaments in the world? Uh, no, Gus. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks for coming yeah. back. No, we appreciate it. These are, yeah, great questions. Uh, great variety, too. And, and we really appreciate you putting the game together. Uh, and thank also you. for being a Patreon supporter. So thank you very much for being an Intercontinental Champion. And um, if you want to join Jeremy in uh, supporting the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, our t-shirts have been out for a while. Uh, we did a campaign earlier in November of last year but uh right now you can um you know get a a slight discount on the t-shirts if you are a united states champion or higher on our patreon page so if you'd like to join please join jeremy and help supporting the show because uh this is how we make the show happen and we couldn't do it without you uh and we we appreciate it so Mm -hmm. thank you very much jeremy for for being a supporter like it uh well yeah well uh for ken who's uh learning about water and uh flavoring down in alabama Uh, And for Ken in the studio, apparently, because I can't get Jeff's name right. Uh, For Jeff, Matt, Angie, and Jeremy, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. This one's probably about Nextel's. Sure it is. Where are you at? (laughs) Where are you at? I mean, it depends on how cute she's going to be with it, you know? Yeah. Where are you at?